Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. What's up, campers? Welcome back to episode 117 of Camp Strange. I am your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. Hey, and I'm your other camp counselor, David Stokes. And we're back to bring the spooky, wacky, weird, strange, and hairy. And before we get into the longer stories that we have for you today, we got to catch you up on any of the weird news you may have missed this week. And uh, David, do you want to start with this? I will. Um, this one's very fun, very horny. I thought everybody could have a good, <laughs> good fun time with this one. Uh, Pope Francis's Instagram page liked Brazilian model's sexy photo. <laughs> yeah. You imagine yeah. being an OnlyFans person and posting some just total cheeked up photo on Instagram and then seeing the verified Pope Francis account liking your <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but to be fair, do you think he actually is like, are they allowed to like use phones and stuff? I can't imagine like a Pope being like, uh, like, or even like priests, like not being allowed to like have a wife, but then they're like, here's a fucking iPhone. Like, I feel like that defeats the purpose. Cause the whole idea is like, is, do they not have like wives because like it distracts from their relationship with God, but then they're allowed to play like fucking angry birds or something. Yeah. I, I that's a really, really good question. So I decided to Google it. <laughs> The but first like, thing, well, this guy's a real hypocrite because the first <laughs> thing that pops up says Pope Francis urges priests and bishops not to use cell phones. Oh, <laughs> exactly. But like, maybe he's saying that so he could, he, he's like, he doesn't want any, see, if they don't have cell phones and they can't look at all the pictures he's liked. This is true. So th- we might be onto a conspiracy theory here. I mean, you got to pick one or the other. What What is it, Francis? Oh, God. I love that there's somebody whose job is social media for the Pope. He's just I like, really want to know what that person's like. <laughs> he just goes to, like, the ugliest people's Instagrams. He's like, I'm praying for you. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves comments like that. <laughs> he's like, he sends, like, a water emoji, and he's like, holy water. <laughs> he goes to the post, the post that are like, one like equals a prayer, and he's just like, well, what if I comment? He's like, he's, he just drops a fucking multiplier on that. <laughs> <laughs> One of his likes equals 10 billion. Seriously. But, no, that is super weird to think that the, the you know, being a pope is, uh, I guess, a job. Um, I don't think it – does it pay anything, or you just get to, like, live in, like, a – an old wooden house with one wooden chair and a tiny fireplace. I hate and to break it to you, man. The Pope does not live in a shed. You're right. You're right. But I feel like most, like, I feel like the Pope may have, I don't know. I just kind of picture, like, everybody who's, like, devoutly religious just lives in a tiny log cabin with, like, one chair, a chamber pot, and a fireplace. So I've got and a he's really... Like, and he's like, I touch myself to the flames. Sometimes they go into the shape of women. <laughs> I've got a really good quote from this article, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it is from the model herself, um, whose name is Natalia Garibato. Mm. I got to yeah. look her up for science reasons. Yeah. For, it, I mean, it's just business. <laughs> it's uh, for religious reasons. <laughs> yes. Her quote was, 
my mom may hate my ass pics, but the Pope be double tapping. <laughs> that ain't the only thing he double tapping. But like, mm. honestly, like, does the Pope masturbate or do you like priests? Like they have to, right? And is that seen as like a bad no, thing? No, that's a sin. That's a sin. Is that a sin? Yeah, it's a sin. That's lame. Yeah, being Pope sounds like it sucks. <laughs> oh, I oh I'm famous, but I can't have I can't sleep with any of the the groupies, <laughs> the church groupies. What are they called nuns? What are they called nuns? <laughs> I, the the photo is hilarious. So you've got this this woman. Um, what did I did they did they specify? Yeah, Brazilian. She's a Brazilian model, and the photo is she is at just like this awful looking miniature school locker setup. Um, it almost looks like they blurred out a fire extinguisher in the back for whatever reason. Uh, but she is wearing what you'd buy at a Halloween costume as a schoolgirl, and she's getting she's gathering her books, which I can only imagine are uh, AP class books, <laughs> and. and- uh, uh, yeah, she's, I'm putting the pieces together. the the her, The Pope is a man of education. Yeah, well, one of the books clearly looks like it's like a uh, like a really bad novel because there's a huge photo of some douchey looking guy on the back. Chicken like, soup? For, is it Joel Olstein? I don't. It's not. It's <laughs> it's a really. It was taken with an, a Nokia, so I can't really tell. Um, but, I mean, I guess we got to cut the Pope some slack because then you got Joel Olstein over here with his, like, private jet. And he's like, the Lord Jesus told me, don't sit next to them gross people in business class. You got to get yourself a private jet because the is word it, of God. And it's so funny because they go, the word of God, it needs to get places faster. So I, that's why I needed the private jet. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? The God gave me these wings. <laughs> God told yeah. me I needed to cheat on my wife to teach this this lowly, lowly new girlfriend of mine about the word of God. She did not know about God until I had sex with her. And I whispered, sweet God, nothing's in her ear. I don't know. Very strange. But. Yeah. Well, I will say the photo is it's a lot of ass. Oh, cool. Um. Well, let's move on to the next story. <laughs> Pope's an ass guy. You heard it here first, guys. Oh, so, yeah. um, I got one. This is Sri Lankan lawmaker bites raw fish to bolster slumping sales. So, Can you read that one again? I I, th- I feel like I missed a word in that. Uh, Sri Lankan lawmaker bites raw fish to bolster slumping sales. And um, so this this Sri Lankan guy. Oh, this is a name, all right. Dilip Wedara Chichi. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. We found him, guys. You got <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We got him. <laughs> <laughs> it makes so much sense. He's fucking eating raw fish in Sri Lanka. This totally makes sense. But um, apparently, um, he says uh, he's an opposition lawmaker who formerly served as the country's fisheries minister. And during a conference about COVID-19, he basically got up and he's like, you guys – because uh, I guess the fish markets took like a huge hit during the outbreak. And he's Obviously. Like, he goes, I am, he, this quote says, I am making an appeal to the people of this country to eat the fish. Don't be afraid. The coronavirus will not infect you. And then he fucking flips the fish around and he takes a bite out of the back of the fish. Like the top the part. The tail? No, the top part of the fish. The, 
I believe you mean the booty. The what part of the, the back? Where is the booty on a fish? I guess that's underneath. That, no, 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 no. This is like a forehead, top of the head. He kind of took dorsal like a, fin. Yeah, yeah, dorsal fin. There we go. Back of the head bite. But like, it's got all the scales on and everything. He fucking oh, yeah. took a bite of the scales. Do yeah. people eat fish like that? Yeah. You ever seen Lord of the Rings? Well, when did they do that? <laughs> No, Gollum? <laughs> Gollum, <laughs> Gollum ate that motherfucker whole. Oh, I thought you meant like a hobbit or something. No, they're just eating loaves and loaves of bread. That's all they do. Double, and triple, quadruple breakfast. Yep. Not even a hobbit would eat a fucking unscaled fish. Well, if you want to get technical, Schmeagel was a hobbit once upon a time. Whoa. Why are you dropping spoilers like Wait, that? Wait, was he? Or was yes, he a man? He was. No, no, he was a hobbit. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. He, he just like, and then he fucking strangled his friend. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> that was like my favorite part of the movie. That was my second favorite part after the part when he ate Where the his fish face raw. turns. <laughs> well, the face turn terrified me until this day. Because that part's, oh my God. Because you want to think, you know, you read The Hobbit. You love Bilbo. He's just a sweet little man. And all of a sudden his face turns. You shit <clears> yourself <throat> in a the theater after eating KFC with your dad. And then you have to go home, and your dad has to buy tickets the next night so you can see the rest of the movie. Because that's 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 a good fifteen minutes into the movie. It's scary. Yeah, I shit myself. <laughs> I, sh- okay. I shit a whole loaf of that elven bread that's eighteen wrapped in full leaves. meals. Yeah, it's, it reminds me of like that Hawaiian dish that's also wrapped in leaves. It's like pork that's like wrapped in leaves, and every time they unwrap that bread, I'm like, is it gonna be pork this time? <laughs> Nope, it's just a biscuit cookie that you get out of a circular tin. It's not. It's pork. <laughs> Might be. <laughs> pork cookie. A porky. That, that... <laughs> a chocolate Cor- chip porky for you, boy. A, a corky or a, a pork? A pookie. A pookie. <laughs> you know, pookie's an original word. Let's go with that. Pookie. Um, that would make sense why hobbits are so fat, just eating all those pork cookies, pookies. Anyway, so uh, eat a pookie, not a raw fish. So, David, what else do you got for us? So I'm probably going to butcher the name because I re- honestly don't know anything about the individual. And I've actually had conversations with people saying, I have no idea who the hell that is, but I see the name everywhere. Uh, Dua Lipa? Oh, Dua Pop Lipa. Yeah, Dua she's, Lipa? She sings a bunch of songs. I'm sure I'd recognize one, um, but so Dua Lipa will be a playable character in FIFA 21. Oh, is she a big soccer head? I don't think so. Well, you know our buddy Jared thinks that she's a she's an industry plant. He has he has theories about her. I wouldn't doubt it. I don't know anything about her. Yeah, I um, Should I don't be. know. I just know people made fun of her for her stage presence at first. She was not a very good dancer. I think she's getting better, guys. It's all I can tell be you, okay. I can tell you from the photo of this article, it does not look like she's a good dancer. It's, it doesn't look. She good. a good soccer player? Um, there is a video of her scoring a goal. So yeah, what team? What team is she on? Uh, it appears that she will be on the same team as David Beckham and DJ Snake. What? Yeah, they put her. They. Put... Well, I was just gonna lose it if you said DJ Khaled. I just don't. 
Would that be crazy? You ever try to kick a soccer ball past DJ Khaled? Impossible. <laughs> Failure from success. What's the craziest thing when you see David Beckham like kicking the ball up the field and he passes the dual Lipa and then she passes it and then all of a sudden it's like nobody on the field, but then all of a sudden a jet ski comes out of nowhere and fucking catches the ball. And then he gets a phone call from the iTunes uh the iTunes uh employees saying that his his record sold so many copies that it crashed the iTunes store. <laughs> Dude, do you know he ha- he's get he uh, has a new podcast out or something like that? Oh, why not? And I was, and I was like, damn, somebody's gonna listen. Somebody wants to listen to him for like a, like two hours. I mean, I guess I don't know. He just like he talks like everything he says is like really important. So like you can't have like hour long conversations with him. And he's like, he's like, yo, the key to. He just talks about keys a lot, I think. Yeah. He's yeah. A key oh, guy. Oh. So I I reference the servers thing. Do you know about this? No. So he posted a post on Instagram after one of his albums came out, and it's a photo of him on the phone looking slightly distressed. I want to add that this photo oh, they fucked is... up his Papa John's order. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And the photo has, like, the old-school Instagram filters on it. You know what I'm talking about when you, like, see that photo? You're like, oh, it's, it's 100%. Oh, it's it's the first it's the first eight pictures on everybody's Instagram if you scroll all the way down. Just, like, exactly. the really saturated fucking, yeah, the filters exactly. that everyone used. So it is titled, I'm on the phone with CEO of iTunes. He's telling me Khalid, hashtag I want to be with you only been on iTunes for one hour and you selling like crazy. My staff is telling me the servers is about to shut down. I gave them the okay to add the most powerful servers to handle this, to handle this. He's like, yo, (laughs) hashtag, hold on. Hashtag. I want to be with you. Congrats. Looks like more planks for you, Khaled. Hashtag suffering from success. Hashtag WTB. What does WTB mean? Oh, we the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that. Yep. We the best. That's crazy. That is the most insane post anybody has ever made that is so clearly a lie. He's like. Yo, they told me they got a guy running on a treadmill next to the server just to keep it going. <laughs> I don't think buying a song on iTunes would ever crash. <laughs> if everybody in the world bought one song off of iTunes, Apple would be very rich. Like, they, nothing would happen. <laughs> it's not even a full album. It's a single. Yeah, I think it was just a single. It's like a fucking half a megabyte. Not even. Yeah. It's uh, the God. smallest unit of measurement for memory that his that, brain yeah. his fucking yeah. brain <laughs> oh poor Khaled it's okay he's like successful now he he t- really turned around his really shitty personality into like a really charming shitty personality he he learned to have fun about it I think yeah it's, yeah it's yeah the big thing. he leaned into it which is smart that's what yeah. smart businessmen do commend him for it yeah yeah um so i have another one right here as wife blows thousands on vet bills after husband blames his farts on the dog that was my third one ah okay perfect oh man god if i had a nickel for every time that happened so this this, so this woman's pregnant and uh 
See, she said her dog Jerry underwent expensive tests after she became concerned about his unbelievable and stinky gas. Yeah. And um, she was horrified and really disgusted about the smell uh, during dinner and stuff like that. And, like, the husband, like, was like, oh, that's the dog. And then she's like, oh, my God, like, there's something wrong with him. And after five weeks of tests, the the vets were coming back and being like, we can't find anything wrong with the dog. And they're like, we might have to put the dog down because oh it smells so bad and we can't figure it out. How but, do you let it go that far? Why don't you just, like, on, like, why do you hide that? I don't know. A month, my Is the husband's name Jerry, too? A month ago, my husband so. Jerry and I, the dog's oh, name's Jerry, and the husband's name's Jerry. Oh, anyway. Fuck. <laughs> God. Fucking damn it. What is wrong with you people? Fuck! <laughs> that just ruined my night. My night is ruined. Every time I do that, Katie gets really mad that I scream. <laughs> She's like, there's a lot of screaming on tonight's pod. I'm like, sorry. Deal no. with it. No, but like after five weeks, the guy finally confessed and the wife kicked him out. <laughs> she yeah. kicked him out of the house. Rightfully so. Holy shit. Well, she said that like, she's like, you're causing your, your pregnant wife a ton of stress and you cause medical bills and the dog had to get like a bunch of blood drawn and like butthole exams. <laughs> The guy's just standing Poor there. dog. Dude, the guy ended up going. They're, like, telling, like, the, the wife. She's like, I think your dog needs, like, a new diet. And then, like, after the guy confessed, he went to the doctor. And the doctor was like, you need a new diet. Like, he <laughs> basically got the same. Um, so don't, quit, don't trust Quit doctors. eating dog food, sir. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's that's that. Just, just own up. I'm always a proud owner of all my farts. Even if they smell... I'm just like, I fucking did it. I'm sorry, guys. Like, yeah. I, just like, you know. What more is there to do besides blame the dog and make the dog get poked and prod? Exactly. <sighs> anyway, are we all caught up on this news? We are. That's all the news you guys need to know about. Okay, well, let's just get into these stories then because we got them for you. Now, David, I know that I've been on quite a war kick lately. Mm-hmm. And you also know that I'm not a war guy. Never have been, never will be. You know that. You know that, right? Yeah. So I prefer pushing a nice daisy right into the barrel of your gun while I smoke a fat doob and have sex in a big old mud pit orgy with my other stinky hippie brothers and sisters. That Mm. is until I get horribly pepper sprayed by a fat cop. Comes with the territory. Okay. But that doesn't mean that I don't have respect for these damn warriors. That is why today... I want to tell you about three warriors that are just crazy enough to not only make it onto Camp Strange, but to also earn my respect as crazy motherfuckers that I don't want to ever find on the battlefield. So here's the story of, oh, don't know this name, Shahol Don, Galvarino, and The Flame. Mm. So these are all separate warriors from separate ti- separate time eras. But um, okay. yeah, I just want to... Uh, tell you a little bit about them. Uh, some of them, the first guy's pretty quick, and then we get a little bit lengthier with the other guys. But um, like I said, the first guy we got here, his name is, oh, I don't know how to pronounce the X in the front of a name for Chinese name. Sao? Yeah, sure. Go with that. That's so, I feel like this is offensive. X, it might be. X, Xiao. 
Exile Dunn. We're just gonna call him Dunn. Yeah. Um, we're Exile done Dunn. with that first name. <laughs> exactly. I think Dunn's his first name actually. I think the names are backwards. Because yeah, uh, maybe Yao Ming. That's just jerseys. This is, this is already downhill. So. So Dunn was not only a badass, but he was also like a psycho, basically, because he was a military general who offered his services to warlord Cao Cao in the late Eastern Han Dynasty. And Dunn became a legend when during a battle in the late 190s. Oh, yeah. Love the 190s. That's a weird, very weird date to read out loud. Yeah. Um, But... During this battle, he was hit by a stray arrow in the fucking eye. Oh. And what he decided to do was um, apparently he, in front of all of his soldiers uh, and enemies, he pulled the arrow out of his eye yeah. with the eyeball on the end of it and then stuck it in his mouth, chewed it up, and swallowed it. See, I don't feel like that works. <laughs> In what way? I'm pretty sure, like, eyes, it's not like if you shot a grape. I'm pretty sure that'd be like if you shot a small water balloon. Like, I feel like it's like, it would pop. Like, it wouldn't be no. like a ball at the end. No, I think your eye doesn't pop. I think, like, I mean, you've seen Kill Bill, volume two, of course. That's a movie. Yeah, but uh, Quentin probably got as, I mean, you've seen them cut into a cow eye at the you know oh, yeah, your I local that, i thought it drained out i don't know i mean uh, do eyes this guy pop. was it crunchy do eyes pop do eyes pop <laughs> your eyes can't the, pop out of the socket it's not very common no that's not what i'm asking <laughs> well this guy he had to chew it a little bit i think it, i think they're like soft but like like it if an arrow goes in, it'll it's like a it's like a grape. It's like a you know there's there's some meat in it. All right, and, you and say so. Guy, and this boy loved meat, but uh, from then on he went by the ultimate. Uh, he went by uh, the blind blind Zhangho, the one eyed warrior. So that's I mean that that was just a kind of a tiny one that I thought was kind of fun. He just well, ate his fucking eyeball, was shish kebab style. He, was he good at combat after he lost an eye? You know what? Because that will need to be good. I mean, well, to be you know a, a warrior in war, you, you typically need to be good. Well, don't archers only use one eye anyway, right? You know, you close that eye. I'm not sure. Because do you lose you all the depth mm. of the perception? You wouldn't be the best, but he might have been like a general where you just like, you know, you you guys go over there. That's off a cliff. Oh, I can't see. That's my fucking bad eye. He's aiming for one guy, but then hits another guy like 15 feet away from him, but still hit a guy. So like, oh, yeah, that, that's that's who he was aiming for. He's like, this is crazy. He's like, that side of the battlefield, I can see all their troops over there. But this side of the battlefield looks like the inside of my stomach. <laughs> That's how eyes work, correct? Hey, there's spare. There's some spare ribs on the battlefield. <laughs> I just had those. Oh, my God. You guys, I don't want to freak anybody out, but there's a giant asshole right to the right of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's puckering. Anyway, so let's move on to the next guy we got right here. His name's Galvarino, 
Mm. And uh, Galvarino was a famous uh, Mapuche warrior during the majority of the early part of the Araco War. I was going to guess that he was a fencer. Like, oh, no, 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 okay. no. This guy was like a, I don't want to say Native American because he wasn't in the Americas. He was like Argentina, I believe. He, oh, it says he fought against the Spanish in modern day Argentina and was taken prisoner along with 150 other Mapuche in the Battle of Lagunil, Lagunillas. Lagunitas? Uh, not Lagunitas. No. That brewery's in my hometown, actually. But um, there's probably battles that happen there, too, just a different kind. Um, but yeah, so 150 men got taken, um, against governor, uh, Garcia Hartodo de Mendoza. Mm. Uh, and as punishment for, uh, insurrection, some of these prisoners were condemned to amputation of their right hand and nose, which I don't, I get the right hand cause most people were righties, but is the nose thing just like the, to make it known that like. When people look at you, you're like, oh, you got captured. Yeah, like, probably. It had to be, right? Yeah. But for others, such as Galvarino, he had both hands cut off. That sucks. Oof. How do you wipe your ass? Duh, How do you do friend? it? How do you do friend? it? Well, I've seen people like... Uh, you wrap the pig in a towel and you let it run around the room and try to catch it. I get a I get a jump rope and I lay a towel across it and then I I kind of clothesline it up and then I step over the jump rope so I have one leg on each side of the jump rope and then I kind of do like a little like a like a floss move you know you shimmy mm-hmm. across the yeah. room with the towel over the jump rope yeah it's it works see I half the time I would get one of them toilet toilet uh, scrubbers you know little brushes mm-hmm. Just put that right into a nice heavy lathe machine, crank that baby up to full speed, and just crouch on down. Oh, ooh, you're gonna be clean, but guess what? There's gonna be some blood on that towel. Yeah, there is, uh, and, and there always is anyway. <laughs> There's always blood. <laughs> lathe or no lathe? There's always blood. <laughs> anyway, Charmin, what's going on? <laughs> Charmin, why don't you put blood absorbent on your packages? I can't find the right toilet paper to absorb all this blood. I want to talk to Help the bears. Me. I want to talk to the bears, god damn it. So, so Galvarino and the rest were then released as a lesson and warning for the rest of the Mapuche. Mendoza uh, sent him to inform his general of the numbers and quality of the people which had entered their land again. Um, to put some fear into them so that they might submit without coming to blows. So, you know, they're doing the kind of thing that we were talking about uh, last episode where you basically maim or disfigure somebody's fighters or warriors and you send them back and you get, this scares the shit out of everybody. So it's, it's, a, it's a tactic. And cutting off someone's hands is like another one of those situations where it's like, oh, yeah, now they're unusable warriors. Yeah. Um, and you just have to feed them and it's horrible. But when returning to the Mapuche, he appeared before Kawapolikan and the Council of War, showing them his mutilations, crying out for justice and a greater rising of the Mapuche against the Spanish, in, against the Spanish invaders. 
for his bravery, uh, you know, returning and, and voicing that we should they should go fight him, uh, for his bravery and gallantry, he was named by the council to command a squadron. There was an issue, though. He had no hands, David. Couldn't wipe the blood out of his ass. Uh, that's an issue. So Gal, uh, Galvarino took it upon himself to fasten large knives on both mutilated wrists, replacing his hands. I was hoping. I was I was really <laughs> hoping that this is exactly where it was going. And if it wasn't <laughs> going this way, I wish it were there hammers. It's so... Ooh, ooh, he'd become a meat tenderizer. They call him the tenderizer. You better watch out. You saw him in Mario? He's back. He used to be on that cloud throwing hammers down at you. Now he's on the ground and he's hungry. Mm. Oh, he's gonna get his bloody ass all over you. <laughs> he gonna, he gonna, he gonna crack you over the head with that hammer. He's not gonna kill you quite yet because he wants to, he wants to rub he that bloody to... asshole all over you. He ain't gonna <laughs> he kill you. you. Just, he wants you to see it. Look at it. <laughs> Look at it. So, uh, Galvarino fought next to his general in the following campaign until the Battle of Maya 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 Maya. <laughs> Oh, so much ragu in me butt cheeks. Oh, no. God anyway. <laughs> so, what are we even talking about, Amar? What is this? What is this turned into? I don't know, dude. I'm lost. So, um, like I said, until the Battle of Marapayo, um, where his squadron fought against that of Governor Mendoza, the man who cut off his hands. Um, and we need to send and- more governors in the war. <laughs> Put your money where your mouth is, governors. I'm sick of you fucking looking old and eating dinner at big banquet halls and saying, we did it. What the fuck did you do? You didn't do shit. Anyway, cutting cutting big fucking ribbons with large <laughs> pairs of scissors, you pieces of shit. Take those fuck scissors governor. to war, god damn it. <laughs> fuck governors. Yeah, I'll be impressed when you... When you break those scissors in half and strap it onto your fucking forearms. Yeah, you know, put on a shirt. Fuck governors. <laughs> Fuck governors. <laughs> I don't care if you're a liberal. I don't care if you're a conservative. Fuck governors. <laughs> Green party. Fuck you. Green party. Purple party. Fuck you all. So, like I was saying, um, so now they're going into battle against Mendoza, the man who cut off his hand, uh, where Galvarino was actually able to strike down the number two in command. So he apparently he killed like quite a few people, just like jamming knives in their throats and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And then he was able to get like the number two in command. He wasn't able to get Mendoza, but he got the number two. Yeah. Uh, oh, he got the number two already. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, real bloody number two. <laughs> Let's just say this: both number twos on the battlefield were soaked in blood. So, <laughs> well, you know, not, now you think about it. You know, we we joked about the, the bleeding, but if this man's hands are just blades. <laughs> <laughs> there's no joke here anymore. It, it's he gonna just get ate bloody. a chicken parm, and there's gonna about to be an accident in a second. <laughs> he ate the whole chicken parm, and he's lactose intolerant. Oh no! So no, um, no, no. But, so, however, Mendoza's command broke Galvarino's division uh, after over an hour of combat, and ended up winning the battle, killing three thousand Indians. And captured more than 800 uh, men, including Galvarino. And not all, you know, not all war stories are like the movies, guys, because 
In the end, Mendoza ordered him to be executed by being thrown to the dogs. Oh. So. That's got to be one of the worst ways to go out because you know they're hungry. Yeah. uh, You got chicken parm in there. Of course they're hungry. They smell it. Yeah. They're just digging for it. (laughs) They're like, don't go after the eyes. They just pop when you bite them. (laughs) But, like, it's crazy. Like. You always just think that, like, those people who are, like, seeking vengeance and they're the ones, like, in the right, you're like, oh, yeah, you're going to get them. And then you're like, oh, no, we just got captured and ripped apart by dogs. And you're just like, oh, god damn it. Like, sometimes these stories just don't have a nice ending. They typically don't. Which brings me to my next story, actually. All right. And this is my third and final one. And it's of The Flame. So, um, he actually went by Flama. That's his name, I believe. And yeah. they gave him the nickname, The Flame. But um, well, first where's off. Where's he from? So, he's from he's from Syria, but oh. he was a Roman gladiator. Because I feel like he said Flama. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could easily tr- translate into flame. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if like, they, they say that's his real name, but like. Like, we're going to find out there's a lot lost to history of, like, who he was before he was a gladiator. Um, But we'll get into it right now. So, first off, not much is known about the origins of Flama since most of the information has been lost to time. But many believe that Flama was a Jewish Syrian who was likely captured at a young age and sent to Rome during uh, during the continuing conflicts between Rome and Judea cyprus egypt macedonia and syria so rome was just like as most of us know they were fucking up everything just oh, like yeah. taking a shit ton of land and the greatest and civilization ever walked this crusty ass earth <laughs> exactly so before flama would go on to win the hearts of the arena Flama would most likely, uh, he would have most likely begun his training. Like I said, a lot of this is speculation, but there are like concrete evidence of like what actually happened to, or not like in his battles, but like who he was as a person and like his win count and his loss count and everything like that. But there's some interesting facts about him, but some of this is speculation. So Flama would most likely have begun his training in the lowest ranks of the gladiators, which meant he began, he began as a, Gregari. See, this is like actually just more of like general information about like the some of the information about gladiators themselves, which is really that that'd be a good episode is just strictly gladiator shit. Yeah, I mean we could do a, a whole nother one on that. Yeah, but um, it's interesting as shit. what did they call the lions? What? Why'd they call them? What what did they call them? Lions? No, no, they, I, I'm sure they gave them some cool name. Like Latin. Oh, uh, we'll get into a little bit of that. So, right. so like I said, uh, when you start off, you started as a Gregarian. Gregari was the lowest, uh, lowest of low ranks of a gladiator, and would most likely consist of slaves or prisoners of war. Uh, the the word Gregari actually comes from the Latin word Gregar Gregario, which means one who passively follows others' instructions, never acting on his own. A follower, a lemming. So these were just like literally people like like I said slaves and prisoners of war people who weren't necessarily a part of Rome's culture. Yeah. We'll get into some of those other uh, ranks and stuff like that, but these were just like basically outsiders that they captured and uh Gregari members were 
expected to die in large numbers and easily, as most would be grouped with other prisoners of war and forced to fight each other to the death for the amusement of the crowd. Kind of like a, a free-for-all, like an, like uh with like eight guys and the last one standing was the victor so they'd throw like eight guys in the arena and they'd be like okay whoever survives is is the winner yeah and you're gonna do it again tomorrow night buddy yeah exactly (laughs) but like sometimes but you get bumped up if you win because um i was reading a little bit about it and the people who actually won those got a lot of love from the crowd because it was so unlikely for you know you to win those yeah. Um, that people were like, oh, that's sick. Like, he survived eight guys. Like, he shouldn't – he kind of deserves, like, these cheers. So he, those became, like, kind of like the new, like, rookies of the year. You're like, oh, shit, look at this guy. Like, he yeah. survived. That was pretty good. So those are the guys to look out for. Um, and, of course, Flama survived this encounter, uh, which won him some love from the crowd while also propelling him to the next level of gladiator glory. Now, the next level of gladiator rank consisted of mostly criminals, as this rank was still seen as a form of capital punishment. And like I said, these were like Roman citizens who were criminals. So they're technically still citizens of Rome. That's why they're a little bit of a higher rank. So Rome's like, well, you guys are like us, but you're kind of pieces of shit still. So we're, we have to give you capital punishment, but... We're not going to, like, make you fight, like, eight guys where, like, you're more than likely going to die. But there were also three different categories that the capital punishment fell into. And we'll get into maybe what you're talking about, David. So one was the Demonte Ad Gladium, where in the condemned would be sent to be killed uh, by other condemned slaves or by trained gladiators. So it was kind of like throw them in the arena with, like, um, another slave or somebody who definitely knows how to use a sword. And most of the time they died. Um, two, you were a damnatio ad bestias, which is Latin for condemn, con, uh, condemn. I can never say this word. Uh, condemned, condemnation, condemn, condemnation, condemnation. <laughs> condemnation condemnation <laughs> you were condemned you were condemned to beasts basically oh. where a condemned person would be uh killed by wild animals usually lions or other big cats that one was apparently the worst do you think it and... would have been more entertaining to to throw a guy in a ring with one lion knowing that that lion's just gonna straight fuck him up or throw them in a ring with, like, 12 zebras and just wait until the zebras end up killing them. Got hungry enough? Yeah. Yeah, because they bite, I think. Yeah, they do right? bite. You get enough of them in there, they'll fuck you up. I'm sure they'll trample you. They're just horses with stripes. Well, I heard. I also heard that there was, like, another, like, Roman punishment. I don't know if this is 100% true. We might have actually talked about this on the podcast, but they, like, would put you in a sack and sew you up with, like, a... A chimpanzee, a snake, and a dog? That's a big bag. Holy shit. Is that Santa's <laughs> fucking gift bag? Dude, I don't know, but then they, then they would throw you in a fucking river. <laughs> I swear to God. So if, like, the snake is, like, the viper, if the viper didn't kill you, the chimpanzee would tear you apart, and if he didn't, the dog would probably do it. Or, or you just drown. Or the water. <laughs> you know, if we all just work together, guys... <laughs> Snake, you start you biting on something. Chimpanzee, you start ripping it up. Dog, stop shitting in the bag. We're going to get out of here. 
Viper's a little useless, but if they create a little hole in that bag, then he's first one out. At you, least we get well, him you, out. You pick you know? the snake up by the tail, you whip it at the bag, so it's fangs. You know, get the bag and on the the pullback it Ooh, rips. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Like you pinch the you pinch the back, you pinch the back of his head and use it like slide it down real quick. It like kind of uses it like a box cutter. It's just a exactly. box cutter. There we go. Now we're working. We got another guy with opposable thumbs in the bag with you. <laughs> He's, we got a dog. He's got the dog's jaws. He's forcing them up and down. <laughs> we got dog. He's just man's best friend. He's there for morale. We're going good. Even That's if the monkey Chihuahua, wasn't though. violent, man, can you imagine just being stuck in a bag with a screaming chimpanzee? Dude, I I do this podcast with you, so fuck. <laughs> I mean, I'm. <laughs> you know what my favorite video on the entire internet is? What? The one with, with the chimpanzee uh, at that little bonfire. Oh, the one where he's roasting. Whose toes are those? <laughs> Whose toes are those? And he's like, <laughs> and you, you think it's like, you know, you think the sounds, you know, it's going to hit the, you know, it's not going to get louder. And then that fucking monkey just starts screaming and it gets Dude, so. They're so scary. They're so scary. <laughs> I don't know how people just hang out with those things. He's just making s'mores. They're so scary. Anyway, so <laughs> so and the, <laughs> you love the toes. He loves the toes, people. Quentin Tarantino loves the toes. Mm. So number three, uh, the last form of capital punishment. Uh, you were a demnati ad ludos, where in the condemned sentence to a gladiatorial school where they served as a slave. The slaves were housed, fed, cared for to an extent, and trained to be a gladiator themselves. This way, they could potentially live, earn some money, and earn their freedom if they lived long enough. So the the last form was like, okay, you're basically going to gladiator school, and you're going to perform for us, but we're going to like train you a little bit. So you actually put on a good show because people, you know, you're, you're expendable, but like we want you to kind of survive for a little bit because... That makes people come back if they have, like, fan favorites and everything like that, you know? Oh, yeah. So it's like a boxing match. You got to get the jerseys. What's that mean? You got to get your favorite fighter's jersey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The flame. See, he was the flame before The Rock even even fucking thought about naming himself after an element. Right? Is The Rock an element? It's Earth. Yeah. Water, fire, the rock. <laughs> Dwayne. Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Don't put him in a bag and throw him in a river. He'll sink right to the fucking bottom. Rockhard Johnson. So, so this is where Fla- uh, Flama was trained with a specific set of skills in order to fight in the arena. And although we don't have much information about his past, we can slowly piece together the story of Flama, Flama the, gladi- the gladiator from Artifacts Left Behind including his tombstone. So it was the rock who gave us all the answers, apparently. Yeah. You see, on Flama's tombstone, it mentions that he was a secutor or chaser. This term was given to a heavily armored combatant armed with a hefty scutum shield, which is like a wood shield, Yeah. a, a gladius sword, and wearing a manica on his right arm, uh, which was basically that, like, that... Uh, like shield on like your arm like the just mini like, one that's like a like a dinner plate i think it went from like your shoulder to like your wrist so it was like you know like you've seen those where like I mean, oh there's different forms, okay so it's almost but... like it it's like an armor 
Let me see. Manica. Manica. Manicata. Uh, let's see. Manica. Okay. Okay. We're getting some. Why is it? Why are they hiding the images one? Where is that? Shopping. Videos. No. I want to see. Why is this so hard? Oh, you know what? It looks like. Mmm. Okay. There's a couple different. Some go forearm. Some go up to the shoulder. Yeah. It's kind of like how long you want to build your manica. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that's what we always you know did for my birthdays in elementary school. <laughs> Building manicas. Build me a manica. So his specialty would be uh, fighting. So like he had a wood, a wood shield, a sword, and like some arm armor. Yeah, redundant. Um, but his specialty would be fighting against uh, the Retarius gladiator or Netman. Who carried oh. little or no armor, but was armed with a net and a trident. I am so fascinated by those guys. A man of the sea. I can respect <laughs> it. <laughs> Catching some land fish, baby. He's just like, I'm going to make shrimp out of you. And the guy's like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Forget <laughs> you shrimp out of me? Forget chicken of the sea. I'm looking for a chicken on the arena. I'm a shrimp po' boy. Come at me, bitch. <laughs> But like he's also crazy. got some of those little pinch like those little tweezer looking fucking things you use for eating crab. <laughs> the reverse the, the, tweezers. The, the crushing the claw thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna crush you with it. He gets you in a headlock with one of those. Oh man, you're done. But like I already know what would happen if I came out as net guy. I'd come out, I'd have my trident and my net, I'd be like, dude, I look fucking badass right now. And then the guy would come out with the sword and the shield and I went, Fuck, I should have went with the shield. <laughs> I wonder how many times those guys got caught in their own net. It gets all oh. caught up in the trident and it falls back on them. But I, I have to say, like, if you get caught in the net and, like, the guy's running at you, that's probably the worst feeling in the world. Oh, correct? yeah. It's awful. It's like anytime you're I, in a net is the worst feeling in the world. <laughs> I don't care if you're in second grade and you're in soccer <laughs> practice and you tumble into the soccer net and there's nothing worse than that. There's nothing more helpless than being stuck in a goddamn net. I'll take a cage over a net any day. I'll put that on a shirt. No, I could chew through a. I could chew through both. <laughs> anyway, so again, for uh, oh, again for Flama's grave found in Sicily. So if any listeners are in Sicily, I guess you could go check out his grave there. That's where he's buried. Um, I don't think we have was, any listeners in Sicily. Oh, they love us. Oh, rigaton. So, um, <laughs> so like I said, um, from his tombstone and his grave, it was evident that Flama was an amazing gladiator. From the epitaph that was given to him by his companion and comrade Dela- Delicatus, Delicatus, um, we found out that he fought 34 fights, of which he managed to win 21, um, one or drew in nine and lost four battles honorably. So he was saved because a lot of people. Oh, so don't they put the that. they put the blade to the neck and they give him the I thumbs so. down. They give him the thumbs down. Down means kill him. Okay, they give him the thumbs up and then they they let him go. Yeah, they let him go, and it it was kind of like decided by the crowd. So if like you were a crowd favorite for the most part, they would try to like let you. They'd be like, let him live, let him live, and the the guy, you know, the king would be like, yeah. yeah. But I mean, a that's lot of how people you do it. Yeah, but a lot of people don't know that it wasn't actually always um, to the death. 
a lot of these gladiator fights didn't even happen in the Colosseum. They would have them in like fields and at like um, events and stuff like that, but not necessarily like the gladiator in the stadium, uh, the Colosseum was like a very like once a year thing. Not oh. like always, but they were more important. So the like they Super didn't Bowl. have them. Yeah, they like didn't have them as often, but they would have them in like other places. And actually, the winner would be the first one to like draw blood for the most part, or like give like a pretty good well, like well, cut. Yeah, because I mean, movies. Those you know, I've been watching the show Vikings lately, and it's like everybody gets the big old slice across the chest here and there, and it's like that mm-hmm. happens in real life. Like you're done. You're not. You're not yeah. just like oh, and then you keep fighting. Like that's not. Well, here's the thing, too, is that they were talking about how when the guys got, like, cut, they were, like, these gladiators were actually, like, investments, and they didn't want, like, if you just got your gladiator killed, you'd be like, I'm like, that fucking sucks. Like, yeah, you know, I think they could be uh, killed in the Coliseum because it was such, like, a big stage that, like, a lot more death happened in there, but with these smaller things, it was kind of like... You know, like, oh, don't kill my guy. Like, I yeah. still need him, you know. But, like, your guy won and, like, you fucked up his record a little bit. You know what I mean? Okay. And also they That's would, like, encourage. It was actually interesting, too, because they, like, encouraged. Um, Kissing? They encouraged. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, they encouraged, like, the the gladiators to be a little fat. Um, okay. For, for, for cushion. Okay. No, for, um, because apparently, like, uh, if you were fat and you got cut, it was like it was just fat you were like a further away from vital organs okay so it would it would bleed more so it looked good for like the spectacle but they wouldn't actually be like vitally hurt you know what i mean so it kind of relates to like the wwf how they like take some aspirin and then cut their head with the razor blade yeah yeah you can see them the ref will sometimes hand them a razor blade when they're like on the mat they'll like put their hands over their like head and stuff and like they're dazed yeah, they'll be like cutting like little marks in their forehead, and so, then they like, launch that fucking exacto knife into the stands for some small child to catch, <laughs> right in his popped eyeball, <laughs> newly popped eyeball to just to confirm that one. <laughs> it's n- it's new. Yes. Oh, I thought uh, glad yeah, you it's, noticed. It's new. It's new. I got it's, an eyeball piercing. It's it's a, um, it's a Gen Six. <laughs> Oh, also, fun fact, um, they didn't, like, eat a lot of, like, apparently they had really high metabolisms, the gladiators, and so they were, like, constantly fed, like, a shit ton of, like, wheat and barley and, like, everything, but they didn't have a lot of meat because it was hard to get meat and, like, livestock, so a lot of the times they would either eat, like, um, like old kind of rotten meat if they got it, like, meat that was, like, given to them and, like, traveled, you know, far to get to them, or they would eat, like, the fucking dead lions and tigers from the stadium. Why not? Yeah, I mean, what, well, I mean, like realistically, like what are they gonna do? Throw it in a hole? Throw it in the ocean? Exactly. Might as well eat yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it was just so interesting because, like, you know, you don't really think of like somebody eating a lion or a tiger. Or, I'm like, more curious on how often those big cats got killed. I feel like that's oh. got to be a small ratio. I can't imagine people pulling off a kill on those things. Mm, Except for they no. were they were t- they were always chained down though, right? Um, sometimes, I mean, in the oh, movies, think, like in Gladiator, I think they were always chained down. Cause how, how else would they prevent it from fucking jumping in the stands and just killing everybody? I think if they just build the walls high enough up, but I think you might be right too. But like at the same time, it's, it's kind of shitty too, because if that were the case, then the guy could just stand like right at rope length and then just like take hacks at the lion. 
So I mean, it almost evens the playing field. See, when I I I think back to um, the you know Star Wars when they're in that they get they get captured they get put in that big old arena with those big old monsters they're all chained up but then they get loose and that's when shit yeah. gets crazy yeah i guess but like most like you said it was capital punishment so like they let the lions loose they're like we want the lions to win we don't want these guys it's expensive a lion a lion is yeah a lion is so much more expensive than oh, that yeah. than that slave dude you oh know? yeah so um but for Flama, he fought stubbornly for about 13 years, gaining immense fame during his entire career, and in the end was given Rudis, which was a wooden sword used in gladiator training that represented uh, a gladiator's newly won freedom. This meant that Flama was now free to live his life with the new title of free man who is not forced to fight in any more gladiator battles. Strangely enough, though, Flama turned down the rudest that was gifted to him not once but four times okay each each time flama rejected the offer of life as a free man he was always returned to the arena to fight for glory that was until the age of 30 when he was finally killed in battle shit that's my so, age so i yeah you you're take the rudest take the rudest ah if I but took the is... if I took the rudest though I'd I would leave the arena go have dinner and choke on a goddamn chicken bone. I know, right? <laughs> That's how it would happen. But it's really interesting. I'll get. I have a couple more paragraphs, but like it's really interesting because they like get into like why possibly he wouldn't want freedom, and it kind of reminded me of like people who are like institutionalized. Like, have you ever seen Shawshank? You know, like oh, yeah. Brooks Hadlin can't leave because like he's where's he gonna go? Yeah, he's prison's all you know he's been in there for like 50 years and then once you get out you're like who am i like what's my identity who like what am i known for was, but was we'll he get... the one that took his own life after he got free okay david am i thinking of something completely different <laughs> no no i'm just saying i guess spoilers don't really matter because that movie's so iconic and it's been out for 20 plus years but yeah yeah, yeah that's him you know it's funny you said spoilers i was thinking Maybe doing just just doing spoilers as my goodbye on the, every episode now. <laughs> People are gonna like you more, I think. <laughs> so, so some believe that the reason he stayed in the arena was because of the options left for a retired gladiator. Retired gladiators had a few a uh, few options to make money after their careers. Some were hired for special ceremonies to promote small shops and aid in the blessing of temples as their notoriety and fame would be able to draw a good crowd. Dude, they're fucking influencers. Oh, yeah. Big That's time. what they – they literally just, like, show up to, like, the opening of, like, a weed shop and are like, hey, what's up? I what's mean, up? They, there's been influencers I'm since the dawn of man. Yeah, seriously. I, I think they said, like, celebrity, like – uh started in like greek culture or like roman culture like i forget i can't remember off the top of my head but like celebrity started back like just the idea of being a celebrity started back like this far and i was like damn that's so crazy like even somebody like alexander the great or something like that like that's a form of celebrity but yeah. he was also like he did other things so like yeah but there's probably people who just are just dance. famous yeah exactly fucking what kind of dance they had back then the my legs are, have polio dance. I don't like <laughs> the Jesus like shuffle. That. Yeah. <laughs> so they would just show up to temples and be like, yo, what's up? This temple's dope. And everybody would be like, hey, I remember you. You got your penis cut off in the battle. The lion, 
the lion bit your penis. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that was me. Oh, yeah, that was me. Yeah. So, um, so some would be hired to give motivational speeches to younger gladiators starting out their training. So just Matthew McConaughey showing up to the fucking, you know, the Longhorns practice. Oh, yeah. Um, but more often than not, most gladiators found themselves stuck with a few more shameful options like becoming a bodyguard, um, a gladiator trainer, a freelance performer, a potential gladiator coach themselves, or a male prostitute for wealthy patrons. There you go. So like, but like, there's a couple of good ones in there. Yeah, but here's the problem. We all know that people with money aren't necessarily always the best looking. Well, it's like that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when Dennis tries to be an escort at the at the country club. Is that where the code word's orgy to get in? No. Oh. It was it, it was the one when there was the heat wave and they're all trying to get in a pool, but only. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, it it is crazy to think about that. Like, there's like you know. Yeah, you could do one of these things. One of them is just being a male prostitute. One of them is just like it's like going to a nudist beach. Yeah, I don't. In what way? No one at a nudist beach is who you want to see at a nudist beach. Oh, you're so right. Yep. Mm -hmm. And usually, people who are like, "I'm gonna pay for sex," are usually the people who are like, "Ah, I get it. You couldn't get it for free." (laughs) I don't want to shame anybody now, but no. There's always, you know, there's always the. You do you. Yeah. You know? Be happy. Yeah. Be just what it, just just be happy, you know? <laughs> just go find yourself a nice gladiator man and pay him a pay him a what do what do you pay him in? Like a half a brick or something? Who they That's probably what they ate. I don't know. Teeth? <laughs> so, pay him in tiger meat. He'll love it. So, uh the thing uh, that was the worst part for these gladiators, though, was in fact that the new warriors in the arena would overshadow their careers. Most of the old gladiators dined with, uh, with mostly forgotten careers and with a very meek tombstone. So they're like, they're celebrities and they're sports stars. They're like all of these, you know, modern day equivalents of like, you know, we still deal with that of people who are just like retire and then people kind of forget about them. And then they're like, uh, they don't really care about me. And they're used to, they were addicted to the fame and the glory. And now they just don't have it anymore. Yeah. So, um, in the end, Flama could not go back to his destroyed homeland and he could not make a respectable living in Rome. So he most likely decided to stay and die a legend in the arena to be remembered forever because a lot of them would rather die in the arena oh, yeah. fighting than to like slowly wither away and have nobody remember them or anything like that. Oh yeah. So that's what he ended up doing, which is really crazy. And the money was good. Like, they they paid you well. You were treated like royalty. Like people loved you. Like it's like the NFL. Exactly. So next thing you know, you're on Sports Center being like, he ran a ball through the goal. He re-, they're like, oh, he is not a commentator. <laughs> if if I love David Ortiz of the Red Sox, but if, da- if David Ortiz can become a commentator, then anybody can com- become a commentator. Isn't his English not that great? Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> He's Dominican, and yeah. it's like very, it's like very broken at best. And I love him; he's great. He's like Big one of my poppy. favorite players. Yeah, but he he can't commentate. He's a great guy, though. But I love yeah, him. Tony Romo on one hand, 
<laughs> I've Everyone, never seen him. You, you ever watch a football game with Tony Romo? It's insane. Half the time he's like, he's like, right here they're going to run this play because, you know, it's this down, this yardage. And they, they like do exactly what he says. Oh, okay. It's actually like weird sometimes how he can call out a play and they do exactly what he says. They were just like, I, he's going to either hit the ball or strike out. <laughs> the, damn, he's pretty good, actually. Oh, no, they walked him. Okay, no, he's bad. He's not good at all. <laughs> they fucking walked him. So uh, let me wrap it up with this. Now, although I don't condone these men's behaviors, I do condone their bravery, loyalty, and absolute batshit crazy mentality on not giving a fuck in the face of death. So I challenge all of you. Not to poke out your eyes and eat them, not to cut your hands off and replace them with knives, and not even to die in the arena when you should have retired years before, but I want you all to try to face something that scares you, something that challenges you, or something that you have never done before, because in the end, whatever you do, it won't be as bad as being ripped apart by dogs. Yeah. That's fair. So, unless, I unless, you, unless your main, unless your main fear is being ripped apart by dogs, and don't try that. That's a bad one. That's yeah. a bad fear. Don't face that one. But um, yeah, so that's that's my story of these of these warriors come out to play. Ooh, love that movie. Good movie. I haven't seen Weird that in a long movie. time. There's a gang on roller skates in that movie. There is, and that's just not good for balance and fighting. It's good for no. speed and agility, but oh. And the only the only time that they're intimidating is if they're doing like a little roll balance in, in the middle, you know, they're doing like a little Bee Gees number, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's intimidating, but not on a subway cart. No, no, because the subway starts going and everyone flies to the back of the fucking subway. <laughs> all you gotta do is open that back door and they're all on the subway tracks, getting eaten alive anyway. by rats that smell like pizza <laughs> Ooh. and vomit. Um, yeah, so that's my story. David, um, I guess you should go, and I hope your story is about pizza, rats, and vomit. Oh, it is, actually. Yum. This week we're going to talk about, um, believe it or not, the the trains in New York and how they've become so infested with rats that people... Okay, I'm, I'm, you're, I was about to say, I know you're a fucking liar. <laughs> All right, Tobin. Let's take this week back to a fan favorite. Which is probably a lie, but it's one of my favorite styles of, you know, story to tell. That obviously isn't monkeys. You know how much I love my monkeys. You do. And that is David's Little Sexy Monster Boys. What? There's a little... Okay, please continue. I don't know. I, I love want... to talk about these sexy monsters. Yeah, but we're talking about numerous monsters. Oh, no, today it's just one monster. I'm just saying the oh, the, okay. the topic of monsters. Oh, we lo- yeah, you love – I mean, I love mo- – you don't get to claim that you love monsters. I love- well, we can't both – we can't both just saddle up and tag team a monster. <laughs> we could. <laughs> David, what did I just say about facing your fear? We can tag team that monster. Oh, we got him. <laughs> so <Start> fighting. <laughs> Now, this sexy little monster boy takes us all the way to the lovely state of A.R. Kansas. Ooh. Also known as the uneducated, also known to the uneducated people as uh, Arkansas. And uh, this story will also take us back to the lovely era of the 70s, which we weren't alive for. 
Ooh, that's a classic roll bounce era, though. That is. That's what I'm talking about. That's like fucking, that's the scariest time for gangs. Everybody's on roller skates. Love to see this monster on some blades. Ooh, I want to know monster we talking about before I picture it. So, as you could imagine, if you're familiar with the area, uh, the name Falk. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> I spent some time researching this. I found a few different pronunciations, but I think it's Falk, uh, which is F O U K E. Uh, the Falk monster comes from uh, the hometown of Falk in uh, Miller County, Arkansas. Okay. So it is named it after the town. Basically, oh, it's just called yeah. the Falk Monster. It's not called Falk. No, yeah, it's the Falk Monster. Okay. Falk. Like I Hawk this, with an F. Falk. I think this thing's going to be doing the tag team in at this point. <laughs> I don't think. Honestly, I'm terrified. Call my Falk bros up. <laughs> so uh, this nasty man was accused. Fuck train. He was accused of running a fuck train, uh, <laughs> accused of attacking a local family, and also blamed for the destruction of livestock, which was an interesting word uh, from this source. The destruction of livestock. Holy you can, shit. You can touch me all you want, but if you touch my fucking cows and pigs and horses and... What else is on a farm? Sheep. I mean, like the the word destruction. The word destruction of a like living animal is that's rough. They punched a <laughs> hole right through the cow. Yeah, you punched a hole through my cow, you son of a fucking bitch. I think about did he just mash them? Some mash sheep. Oh. oh, they got mashed. <laughs> they got mashed a big time. The they they a lot of people still say that the. <laughs> The backside of that cow looked very similar to the Yucatan Peninsula after the meteorite hit the earth. Ooh. It's all fucked up and just, it's its a giant crater now. Do you know what that thing does to a cow? It's just gone. It's just all, it caved It's just in. hoof. There's just hoof <laughs> left. There's a hoof in a hole. There's a hoof in a hole. Hoof in a hole and it's smoking. It looked like I was playing that portal video game. There's a big hole uh, climbing, and I'm in a new world inside a car. So uh, various reports between uh, 1971 and 74 describe the monster of being a large humanoid-like creature covered in long, dark hair, which was estimated... Which the monster was estimated to be about 7 feet tall, weighing 300 pounds. Ooh, Big fat boy. When you think about it, though, seven no, feet. No, he's probably, yeah, he's probably built out. Seven feet and 300 pounds. It's all hair anyway. Yeah, he's partly wet. Yeah, he's all hair. He's looking like cousin. It, it, was he buffing some of the pictures? You get a couple of pictures of him? Well, witnesses also said that the chest of this beast was about three feet wide. Woo! I want to lay my head on that. Mm-hmm. That's what I just. Some... That's what I said. I said, mm, "Now I, that's nice. I, I love a monster with a big, broad shoulders. I just want to snuggle up on him. I just want to see how big his nipples are and all that hair. I want to know if I can feed off this monster. I want to see if we talking dimes, pepperonis, bolognese, dinner plates. What are we doing with <laughs> a good old vinyl record? Maybe he's underneath his fur. He's just all nipple skin. 
That's possible. Now, that would be something to see. You know, it's funny you He's say sensitive. this. Because now that's starting to make more sense. <laughs> now, according to later reports in the 80s, this monster was much larger, standing at 10 feet tall and about 800 pounds. Oh, shit. He grew. We were dealing with the baby. Yeah, so, which, this actually, according to a quick Google search, the only thing I could find that is 10 feet long and 800 pounds is a wheelchair <laughs> ramp you can buy off Amazon. So this... <laughs> Honey, I walked into the woods and a fucking wheelchair ramp just hit me over the goddamn head. So this isn't a Bigfoot of some sort. This is an... Orford non-skid <laughs> wheelchair ramp. <laughs> to be fair, those things are pretty covered in hair, too. Ooh, it's non-skid, though. Like, nipple skin? Oh, yeah. It's probably, like, nice and bumpy and... Very it's, coarse. It's a very yes. coarse nipple. Well, how... I was just saying... I thought you were like comparing nipples to being coarse. And, like, eh, I don't know if that's... No, no. What your nipple's like. It's like the, the upper side of a skateboard. Yeah, yeah, okay, good, 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 good. So some accounts describe the monster as running <laughs> swiftly with a galloping gant. And, okay, now uh, you're just adding insult to injury. You're going to say it's a wheelchair ramp, then you say it's running? You want me to finish the whole story pretending it's a wheelchair ramp? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Well, it's not going to happen. Fine. So, yeah, they said he, he ran. You're not up to code. He ran swiftly with a gallop and uh, swinging its arms in a fashion that closely resembles what, Tobin? A chimpanzee. A monkey. Monkey. Okay, I guess not a a chimpanzee. They're different, but so similar. Yeah, they probably run the same. Is that that offensive? I don't know. Like, I... Because I feel like monkeys are kind of like, they're more like swingy guys, but like, is that, are, are you trying to say that he like walked on, like he kind of did like the whole gallop, like on his front, like he ran on his like fists as well? You know what I mean? No. Like a gorilla? It, it, it said he swung its, he swung his arms in a fashion that closely resembles a monkey. Shit, dude. This guy's 10 feet tall, swinging those tree trunks. Yeah. You better hope that you're not a hummingbird going by. You get knocked the <laughs> fuck out real fast. Yeah, you're toast. You don't have to Jeez. make contact. Just the fucking air that's made The by wind. That. <laughs> he created tornadoes in those woods, I tell you. Uh, it was also said that the monster smelt like my one leg. Um, <laughs> Ow. Fuck that hurt. Ow, shit. My um, appendix exploded. I've been there, so done that. So wait, uh, please, please describe your one leg. Well, What's so like? from this, it says the description is a combination of a skunk and a wet dog. Oh, okay, <laughs> I want to know more about your leg for the listeners who don't know about your leg. You're gonna have to tell. I, you know, I've I've lived okay, with it my whole life, so I'm <laughs> immune to the smell. I don't even know anything's wrong. David has a rotten leg that is wrapped in a glad trash bag. And it's not Febreze scented, so you, you could smell it. He gets it caught on a lot of bushes, so it rips little holes in it, and it just it stinks. Can't it's a- the stinkiest. What? I can't afford the scented bags, okay? Yeah. I want a strict so, budget. He's got a dead leg that's wrapped in a trash bag at all times, <sighs> for those of you who don't know. And guess what it smells like? This 10-foot-tall wheelchair ramp. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, um, it's also said that he has bright red eyes about the size of a silver dollar, which is a very outdated use of measurement. Yeah, call it a pog and end it already. God, put a little Sonic <laughs> on there, some holographic stuff. What else is the size of a silver dollar that like these millennials would get? A big, uh, big vitamin C chew. <laughs> You ever seen those where your grandma's like, you need vitamin C? And then she pulls it out and you're like, what the f- You can shove that hockey puck in my mouth? What are you doing? <laughs> pulls out the hockey stick. <laughs> now lay on the ground and open up. That's just a wicked slap shot. <laughs> grandma got Gretzky skills, baby. <laughs> she gonna pull a hat trick out of her ass. So a large variety of claw marks have been found uh, left behind at the scene of his crimes. And one recorded set of footprints were left behind um, that were measured at 17 inches long and 7 inches wide. So how big Shaq's foot? I know we fucking Googled this before on this podcast. Yeah, because my brother, like somebody, one of his like science teachers had like Shaq's, one of his shoes. And my brother said that when he was in like high school or middle school, he was able to fit his whole foot with his shoe on inside of the shoe. Oh yeah. Hey Which Siri, how crazy. big are Shaq's feet? Here's what I found. Oh, she's the worst. She never answers anything, does she? <laughs> what did she say? Um, she just said, "Here's what I found." Um, <laughs> I heard. <laughs> oh, you wanted her to actually say it. I wanted to hear her say it. Say it, Siri. Your say stupid it. mouth. Your stupid fake mouth. God. Now I'm gonna just have to sit here and type. It's it a in. big foot. It's How a. He's got big. Is Shaq Diesel O'Neill's feet? <laughs> Shaq Fu's foot. Shaq Fu's. How foot. big is Shaq Fu's foot? Here's a size twenty-two. Okay, but we don't even know how many feet that is. You said this guy's. Does that mean it's twenty-two feet? Twelve. <laughs> 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 His feet Yo, are boats. Shaq's, 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 Shaq's foot's in the room before he's in the room. <laughs> By a far shot. Shaq's Holy feet are. Shit. Shaq's feet are. <laughs> they're in the room before he's in the building. <laughs> Two feet long, baby. Crazy. Uh, oh boy. And uh, so, uh, where was I? <laughs> so, where does this big old stinky hairy boy, you know, where is his things, Where what makes him different from the typical Bigfoot? Because, you know, we're not going to call him Bigfoot because he is different. And it all comes down to the foot. 22 feet long? No, that's, that's Shaquille Diesel, baby. Okay. He's 17 feet, 17 inch feet. <laughs> There we go. But what makes him different is that these 17-inch feet only bear three toes on each foot. <gasps> no. Those are some talons. Interesting. Yeah, that's a new one, right? That's kind of like a duck. You think it's three big toes on each foot, or is it like a big toe, and then like it kind of looks like a middle toe of our foot, and then a pinky toe of our foot? That's a good question because you get the three long ones. That's quite um, bird-like. 
Yeah, but I feel like it's harder to like run and walk when you got like three big ones, uh, like you know, sticking out. You kind of need that like it's true. that that foot that foot shape that you know? that inward suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what they call it? Balance. I don't fucking know, man. We're talking about <laughs> shit that doesn't exist. <laughs> well, uh, Unlike Shaq's twenty-two foot long foot, <laughs> dude. Sub companies have been calling him up and saying, we can't get a sub longer than your foot, Shaq. How are we going to compete? And he goes, I'll tell you how you're going to go, P. You're going to go to my house. You're going to borrow my feet with mayonnaise. Okay, you're going to rub it with all mayonnaise. You're going to put chives on it. I like chives on my feet. Okay? You're going to toast it. You don't toast it, I'm leaving. Have you, you seen my bed? My f- have you seen you my bed? My- <laughs> I sleep on my bed. My toenails scratch the ceiling. I live in a fucking circus tent. Do you know how high that is? <laughs> anyway. The NBA told me I couldn't dunk with my feet anymore because it was cheating. <laughs> oh, I'm over the foul line. Fuck you. I'm not over the foul line. <laughs> I got my heels on the half court. What do we want me to do here, guys? That's why I miss all those shots. My heels are on the half court line, motherfuckers. All right, now, it makes sense. We're crack. We're solving a lot of mysteries. We today. really are. Honestly, we should get some sort of an award. Um, <laughs> so, so now I keep I keep describing this fella, Tobin. You know <laughs> what, David? Well, what I wrote here was it, it was a little too foul. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to read it. Uh, no, you can read it. Well, I was going to say now if I keep reading the description of this fella, Tobin will finish. So I got to get into the sightings. <laughs> Oh, this Bigfoot, you make it come. <laughs> the first reported sighting of this monster uh, were in the years uh, 1953 and 1955, when it was spotted by a 14-year-old boy. He was unnamed. Uh, the boy described... Extremely credible, just to oh, start off. Right? Especially in the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the boy was the boy described the monster of having reddish brown hair, um, and he was sniffing the air like he was looking for something. Uh, the monster was also completely unfazed when shot with birdshot. He he saw that thing and was like, "Here we go." Okay, first off, what the fuck is birdshot? I'm guessing oh, that's like that's funny. a BB gun. Is that's that a BB funny gun? you asked because I actually uh, went into far too much detail of that. So for our listeners oh, unfamiliar with firearms, birdshot is a is typically a type of shotgun shell that are it's it's like buckshot, but it's oh, okay. it's smaller steel or lead balls in a scat that that scatter outward to hit a larger you know range, and uh, not range but uh, you know area. circumference. Yeah, sure. Uh, in comparison to a single bullet, you know, it's like one bullet goes through, but buckshot is a big spray. Because birds buckshot, move quick. Yeah. If you guys don't know, you gotta you gotta get a big blast. Yeah, so. Uh, buckshot is larger metal balls, so less but bigger. Oh, he went for the, so he shot this thing with the small little balls. See, here's the thing: I saw that thing. I would just slowly creep away, and this little fourteen year old is going, "I'm gonna shoot this thing." Yeah. So. Oh come on. Buckshot. Buckshot. Um. Berkshire. Yeah, like I said, it's it's larger metal balls. So typically, birdshot is not used to kill large targets, uh, unless you are very, 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 very close. Uh, so this was not the right round to shoot at a possible 10 foot ape. 
<laughs> but it certainly should have caught its attention. Like, it didn't even phase it. Oh, shit. I guess that's lucky for him. Yeah. So, investigator Joe, Joe Nickel said that based His on... His name's JoJo Nichols? JoJo Nichols. <laughs> he's he's like, dead. Who gives a shit? JoJo Nichols. He sounds like... He sounds like a little person who runs up and, like, gives you nickels at the casino or something. No, his name bucket. is Joe Nickel. I read it Joel, oh. so I corrected hey, myself midway. I'm Jojo so. Nichols. Hello, I'm Jojo Nichols. Would you like some uh, nickels? <laughs> hey, how no, many dollars no. do you have on you? I'll break it down into some nickels. <laughs> like, no, that's just useless tinder right there. I don't want that. <laughs> tender, not tinder, tender. You're going to start a fire at them nickels. Uh <laughs> So he said, based on the description, he thought that it was just a misidentified black bear and called it a day. So people didn't think much of it then. Just that, ah, it's a stupid kid. It's just, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Kids are stupid. They are. We're all stupid kids. That's how you learn. So no, I wasn't. Uh, yes, you were. Although most cases uh, date from the early 70s and onward, uh, the... F- <laughs> The Falk residents claim that an ape-like creature had roamed the area since 1964, but the sightings were never officially shared with police or media outlets. It's more talk of the town. Oh, they they keeping that big monkey for themselves. Oh, yeah, they are. So local legend also holds that the monster can be traced back to sightings in 1946, most of the earlier sightings took place in the region of Jonesville. Uh, some reports of this monster also date back all the fucking way to 1850s. Oh, shit. So this thing's like 100 years old, like, then. in 1950. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so this is the 70s, so he's like 120 at this point. <gasps> so despite, despite claims of earlier sightings, the monster made its uh, first headline in... 1971 when it was reported to have attacked the home of Bobby and Elizabeth Ford late in the night of May 2nd. According to Elizabeth, the creature, which she initially took as a bear, reached through a screen window while she was sleeping on the couch. They must have had a fight that night. Um, (laughs) It was chased. He called called Falk Monster. He's like, grab my fucking wife. (laughs) You get her on the couch. He grabbed that couch, too. I don't want that couch no more. Stinks like her. It's hideous. <laughs> it stinks like David's leg. I don't want it anymore. I think there's a dead cat in it. Uh, <laughs> it was chased away uh, from two big old bald boys, a Bobby and his brother Don. God bless America. Can you imagine just chasing down a 10-foot Bigfoot because it reached into your window? Bobby and Don do. Yeah, they, they think do. about it often. They must. The reason they didn't catch him because they had the big old balls between their legs. They couldn't run very fast. Wait, there are two guys. I thought one of them was a lady. It was. It was her husband Bobby and his brother Don. <laughs> what was Elizabeth Don doing there. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. That's why she okay. was sleeping on the couch. The <laughs> uh, <laughs> boys were having a sleepover. <laughs> God damn it! You get us Here, more batteries for the flashlight. We want to read. Here, let me see your balls. No, let me see your balls, Don. Come on. <laughs> All right, let me see him again. Stay in the living room. I'm not going to tell you again. You're going to stay in the living room. Don's balls are out. He's sensitive. Sorry. Don, show me your balls, Don. (laughs) Don, show me your balls. (laughs) I'm done. Okay, thank you. Stay out there, Elizabeth. 
Okay, we good. So during the encounter, uh, the Fords fired several shots at the creature and believed that they had hit the monster, but could not find any traces of blood anywhere. Uh, so this boy bulletproof now. Uh, he got that thick hair. It's true. You ever like bumped your head on a sharp thing and you went, "Oh God, I didn't didn't do nothing. I got that thick hair." No, it's not that thick no more. No, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Getting old. My balls, though. My gums are receding. Oh, shit. <laughs> my my hair not that great no more, but God damn it, Don says my balls are looking better than ever right now. They really Let feel me see that. your balls. Elizabeth, stay out in the living room. Sorry. I'm <laughs> Show me your balls. <laughs> you done? Uh, Don's not, but I am, yes. So an extensive search was done to locate the beast, but he was gone. Uh, but he did leave behind a what? A three-toed footprint close to the house, as well as with large uh, scratch marks on the porch and damage to the window in the side of the house. Ooh, okay. So you got yourself a, a big boy doing something. You're they're lucky it's so muddy down there in Arkansas. I tell you. Yeah. I don't know what they would do if it wasn't so muddy. Be like, what was that? Just something that scratched the porch. It was something. They need those footprints, though. You know? So according to the Ford family, they had uh, heard rustling in the bushes late at night for several nights before their encounter with the Falk monster. (laughs) But they had just moved into the house less than a week before, so they didn't see anything out of the normal, assuming it was another animal like a deer or raccoon or something. You know, they didn't they didn't realize that, you know, something's going on there. It's like, oh, it's a new place. New sounds are going to happen. But it also yeah, kind of yeah. brings up the idea of, like, the people that just moved, like, could this be a reason why they moved? Hmm. They have to disclose that. They don't. Big fucking ape thing. I don't think still... they do in the 70s. I don't think you uh... would do now. I don't think if you moved because you thought a Bigfoot kept attacking your house, I don't think you'd have to disclose that. No, you don't have to disclose it. But the neighborly thing is to tell people that your brother Don showed you his balls in his bedroom and it stinks in there now. <laughs> you love Don's balls. God damn it, Elizabeth. I'm going to tell you one more time. You get out in the living room. I'm done. So the monster was spotted again on May 23rd of 1971 when three people, D.C. Woods Jr., hell of a name, oh, sounds like she should be behind the wheel a of a NASCAR. Good uh, name. Wilma Woods, sounds like a cartoon character. Pretty good. And Mrs. R.H. Sedgrass. What? These all sound like fake names from like a murder mystery novel. Um, yeah, I do declare. They uh, reported seeing an ape-like creature crossing the U.S. Highway 71. More sightings were made over the following months to, uh, you know, they, they became, it, it was a, it was a more of a thing where people started seeing them and then like residents were seeing them and then visiting tour- tourists were seeing them. Uh, additional footprints were also found during this time. Uh, the best known footprints were found in a soybean field belonging to a local filling station owner, Scott Keith. Uh, yeah, this just makes me think, do you think this monster could be in an, you know, an enraged soy boy? He's yeah, I was about to say, I think he's a soy boy. Real soy boy. It's okay. He has a sensitive side. That's good. Shout out to David the Coward. 
Uh, yeah, he's a soy boy. Yeah, he is. At least I like soy sometimes, but not all boy. I mean, <laughs> I haven't become a boy yet from all the soy, but well, ten percent soy boy. I'm still I'm still giant ten foot ape right now, but yeah. we'll see if I eat enough. We'll see. Only time will tell. The footpr- I want to be a real boy. <laughs> the footprints were scrutinized by game warden Carl Gallion when he was unable to identify them because he's a big, dumb, idiot, non-believer. <laughs> These prints, much like Ford's findings, revealed that this beast did, in fact, have three toes. Okay. So, multiple prints of three toes. Just checking out. Uh, the monster began to attract interest of the public in the 70s, soon after the news of the Ford's encounter took place. A Little Rock radio station, K-A-A-Y, K, posted a $1,090 bounty on the monster. Who does that? $1,090. Someone's like, you know what? I'm willing to get ripped in two for $1,090. Go get me part of that new iPhone 12. It's just like, come on. Who... I'm sure. No, they I don't need. I like, don't need the phone to connect to internet. No, just give me the the fucking shitty model of it. It's like they didn't have a janitor there. That was like, you know what, man? That's just that number's driving me fucking nuts. Here's ten dollars. Just make it eleven hundred dollars. Like, fuck off. They're like, no. Do you think it was like their radio station number? That's a possibility. One oh nine zero. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. Let's hope it is. Let's just pretend it is to make me happy. 109, the fucking K. (laughs) (laughs) So several attempts were made to track the creature with some dogs, but somehow... Were they going to rip them apart? Well, no, they just go find them. But somehow the mixture of skunk and wet dogs was too hard to track. I think the dog dog part threw them off. They're just like, oh, there's just another wet dog out here like us because we're out (laughs) in the fucking rain. Is that you? Is that you or is that Don? (laughs) Don, stop following us. You're scaring the dogs. I regret ever bringing up Don. Don's balls. (laughs) You're going to have to just call this episode Don's balls. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, uh... When hunters caught wind of this, uh, the sheriff had to put a temporary ban on guns for the public safety, which oh, led the shit. hunters to use their next best weapon. And that's love. Oh. They love all, all 30 of them just love that beast all night long. <laughs> uh, nothing. T- I'll tell you something. Nothing tires out a fuck monster like a fucking vigorous not a lovemaking. <laughs> that thing ain't moving. You could. You could get that thing. You 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 get you get it. Yep. Uh-huh. You could get. It. So in 1971, <laughs> uh, three people were fined for fifty nine dollars each for, and I quote, fraudulent monster reports. That's illegal. I guess it is. Uh, then we are in for quite a treat, David. I know. Hey, we're not trying to collect a thousand dollars and oh, I see, ninety-one dollars. They should have added that money to the bounty. Yeah, 
the Probably. 59 fucking dollars. They should just, like, again, 60. This drives me crazy. This whole, it's this whole town it's is the fucked up. It's, it's the worst. Up. I hate it. I hate all of it. I regret <laughs> writing this. I want to <laughs> smash my computer. So uh, the thrill and love for the monster started to dwindle as sightings stopped. No. That is until world-famous filmmaker Charles B. Pierce uh released Wait, a, the charles b pierce the charles b pierce released a World docu- famous. <laughs> released a documentary style horror film about the monster in 1972 titled the legend of boggy creek and the public got all riled up about this sexy monster again uh just to fall again until 78 when tracks were reported found by two brothers you want to guess what those two brothers were doing out in the woods Looking at just bowels. That's exactly what they are doing. <laughs> um, and uh, there are also a few sightings around the same time. Now, now. I, I know how to bait this thing, dude. You go stand out in the woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go get some, go get some talcum powder. Yeah. You drop them drawers. You don't want it warm. You want a humid outside. You want a long and in charge. You call it large, long, and charge with uh, trimmed, skimmed, baked, sautéed, and you want them ready for that monster, okay? Because it can smell from a mile away. You don't want to double wrap that leg, though, okay? Because it's going to smell the leg first, for sure. Why are you shaking your head? The rot has gone up. <laughs> it's spreading. Susan grabbed the axe. The rot is it's traveling. <laughs> it's spreading. We Get got the a axe. We got a traveling rock. Get the axe. <laughs> Protect the balls at all cost. I just need to. Okay, get, I, I really need to gather myself there because now comes the terrible and sad part of my story. No. Is it is it the big is it the fat monkey? Is he missing again? Is the fat monkey missing what from the his, first? What was his name? Like Uncle Jeff? Fucking Uncle Fatty or something? <laughs> fat fucking monkey that disappeared because he ate too much food. He didn't disappear because he ate too much food, but so yeah, that hardly happens. In 1991, the Falk Monster was spotted. <laughs> oh no, David! Where was he spotted? <laughs> Not this shit again. He can't collect himself. You guys know this. I'm is not a performer. A big fucking lie. Where is he spotted? It's not. It's no lie. <laughs> okay. He was spotted, but he had tra- He had been tragically seen jumping from a bridge. <laughs> no. <laughs> wait! 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 What? <laughs> wait! Do they do that? He sure as shit did. <laughs> Who saw this? Where is he now? Did somebody go down or was that river moving too fast? They didn't want to name themselves 
after seeing such a horrific scene. Oh, yes. no. Tragically jumping from a bridge. The 90s will do that to you. He only <sighs> made it one year in. A devastating end to the story. Or is it? <gasps> because he was spotted 40 times six years later in 1997 and in 1998. He spotted <sighs> 40 times? 40 times. Whoa. He's still out there. See, now just when you thought it was all over and you'd never see this ancient legend again, he pops up right back to sweep you up, sweep you off your feet. So... As of right now, I'm unable to find any uh, more recent sightings of this monster. Maybe he got a haircut and he's playing basketball overseas. (sighs) Where he he is is physically uncertain, but spiritually, he lives deep, deep, deep in everybody's hearts. I think I agree with that. Maybe he's getting ready for his next big bridge jump. It's possible. Old Evil Knievel move. He's like, I need to go higher. He's been doing a lot of sit-ups. Is that, is that what you have to do to jump off a bridge? Yeah, sit-ups. Core strength. That's the secret. Okay. Wow. You had me scared there for a second. I know. The whole bridge. He was not going through a good time. No. Oh, I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. He's clearly okay. He's just relaxing. A little you hiatus. Know why? Because people who are really satisfied with their life, they don't post on social media they don't and that's yeah he, they don't have to put on a he's they don't have to yeah. put on the the old face makeup and dance yeah, in front of the he, camera he's just like you know what i'm i'm off the grid guys i'm good don't yeah. worry about me absolutely i heard he's living with don god damn it <laughs> people haven't seen don in a while neither i wish i had never seen don ever See, him and Don were going through a rough patch at the bridge incident, and I ain't talking about the rough patch on the underside of his balls, neither. It's so rough down there. Like, what, David? Like the okay, don't, like the upper side of a cat's tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bristly. Oh, ow. Anyway, so um, I think we're good. I think we're wrapped up for today. I think we told you all the things we have in our brain. We literally told you all the things we have in our brain, guys. It hurts. It hurts, and it hurts you more than it hurts us. It hurts everywhere. (laughs) And if you guys want any more information about Camp Strange, just go to our Instagram at Camp Strange Podcast, and we got hyperlinks. We got one hyperlink with all the other hyperlinks in it. It's got merch in there. We got, like, all the show to get to find. Links, links, links. You guys don't care about this part. You've already turned this fucking podcast off. No one even listens to this part. They probably heard about like, Don's balls too many times. Blah, 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 blah. I can say whatever I want. Blah, I have tuna for a hat. Blah, 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 blah. Be blah. Barbecue sauce on my feet. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I still have to listen to this, right? Oh, yeah. You got to edit this. Um. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. If you guys want rate, review, subscribe, that'd be cool. Whatever. Oh, shit. Dude, your girlfriend's up, dude. I just heard that door creak. You got a ghost? What is she doing? <laughs> she heard barbecue sauce on my feet, and now she's going for it. Anyway. Um, and she's my fiance, okay? Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I put a ring on it. Oh, you're the guy. Oh, it's doctor. Burr, burr, burr. Okay, yeah, cool. Whatever. You're a math teacher at high school. 
So, uh, yeah, if uh, you guys want to send us anything, campstrangepodcast at gmail.com. That's cool, too. Send it to us. We're here. We're there. We're everywhere. And, uh, David, do you have anything to say before we head out? I do. Uh, Yoda fucking dies. (laughs) You're thinking of a spoiler, (laughs) and I didn't really know what you're going for. You heard him, people. Yoda ah! fucking died. I, oh, I can't think of anything to say. So the best, I the best sound died. on earth is Yoda dying in Lego Star Wars. You do love that. You made me watch a compilation of the ten best <laughs> Star Wars Lego death sounds. So, fuck <laughs> off. And I don't ever want you wasting my time like that ever again. <laughs> I still like Roblox. Ooh. I can't do it. Like. <laughs> It sounds like we're making love to a nice dawn. Anyway, um, fuck you guys. And uh, (laughs) David, what are you? You already said your thing. Yoda's dead. He's dying. Is it Thanksgiving yet? Fuck. (laughs) And don't forget to stay strange.